The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. citywide whether it's statewide whether it is nationwide welcome in to another episode of the three-man rush right here on the buffalo rumblings vidcast network as always brought to you by picasso's pizza and uh we are buffalo's pizza shipping local and nationwide order online at picasso's pizza.net she is sarah larson i am the big o jerry ostrowski we are back after a little bit of a hiatus people are <laughs> people are recharged People are energized. People are ready to talk about not only the combine, but the upcoming NFL offseason. It has begun in a big way today as we move towards uh, the franchise tag, um, people having the uh, the deadline coming up and some other things. Sarah, how's it going? It's all right. I just want to apologize for anyone who actually tuned in on on Thursday. It was kind of a running joke, but... um, I was only on for about nine minutes and I tried to pass it off really well, but it didn't come across really well. My son called me five times, literally in the nine minutes that I was on the show. (laughs) And it was such a distraction that I was like, so like out of sorts and whatnot, but it was actually really funny. But in in the end, when I finally got back in touch with him, um, he said he ended up, you know, he had a tooth ache he thinks that his wisdom tooth is coming in and I was like I thought you were dying <laughs> like you freaked me out so much but so I apologize for everybody for Thursday but pretty much just wanted to come on on Thursday just to let everybody know that we were meeting up today um, and then this Thursday as well to talk about you know everything you know combine and free agency and everything whatnot but so apologies to everybody <laughs> for that. Hey as uh, as we roll forward I know and we talked a little bit about it Roy Collins in the comments says 
since there's only two of you, how about calling the show two-point conversion? We are in the midst of a remodel here, yeah. and uh, we will be known as the uh, the line to line gain. To gain. Uh, line yeah. to gain. So there's but I actually do like two-point conversion. That's a good one. Yeah, two-point conversion is not bad, and, and I'm sure there's probably about 72 other Probably <laughs> vidcast and podcast yeah. called two point conversion. We 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 scoured to make sure there wasn't too many line to gains out there. Right. So, um, right. but yeah, you know, so uh, that should be I you know got approval for the the logo and um we'll be moving forward with that this week. Um, got also a new got intro some really and... cool. Also got some really cool news on some music, um, that I'll fill you in on afterwards and. uh let you know i've been working a little bit behind the scenes on that awesome so, awesome um, all right we'll so yeah so the well. the rebrand is coming very very soon um so you guys will see that shortly but you know uh we kind of just wanted to first talk about all this news that came out pretty much you know it all fell in our laps today you know uh first and foremost the the chiefs released frank clark that was pretty notable news you know but we we all kind of figured it was going to happen it was going to be him or chris jones and obviously chris jones you know a little bit more productive during the regular season um titans supposedly are shopping derrick henry which is a uh, very intriguing news in my opinion i love derrick henry he's my favorite running back um you know out there uh so i would he 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 terrifies me to go against him so that's why i think i love him so much um, the Rams are shopping Ramsey and Robinson, supposedly. Uh, the Bucks are releasing Devin White. Um, and then you have uh, Chosen, Robbie <laughs> Anderson for, <laughs> for the Cardinals. Um, they're expecting to release him. Bud Dupree is expected to be released from the Titans. Um, and then Kelvin Ridley was reinstated today. Josh Jacobs has been franchise tagged. Um who else? Eric Kendricks is being released by the Vikings. Um, trying to figure out what else. And then we got the Derek Carr and the Geno Smith news. And I think I missed one or two that was scrolling scrolling by. Um, it's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, some big names there um, that are out there. Uh, I think hearing the Bucks might be letting go of Devin White. That was huge for me. I, it's not, it's speculation. You know, he did one of those Instagram, you know, posts that, you know, is basically like, thank you. And, you know, to the books and right. kind of like a peace out type thing. So uh, it'll be interesting to find out if, uh, if, you know, he is released because, you know, uh, he's one of the top names out there. And I'm not agree. Yeah. And I, I think that, I think, and you talk about that, I think that's a big thing with the bills. I, I think that they might be looking at some veteran type players to fill some spots. Um, I'm not sold that that Edmonds will be on this roster next year yet. I'm I'm not sold on that. Um, I think they're going to let him go out and um, and test the waters a little bit, and um, I think they're going to see what's out there and and see what they're going to let. Basically, they're instead of negotiating against themselves, they're going to let other teams set right. them and 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 I think. I think this is good for the market. I, I know it sounds crazy, but the more people that have been released, the more that are, that might be potentially at Edmonds level or higher, um, you know, regardless of how you look at it, it could set the market where, you know, they're, they're going to get what he thought he was going to get. And then his number is going to drive down or it can, it could backfire completely. 
and they're all reworking these new contracts and they get these overblown, uh, you know, ballooned deals uh, to get them to sign and that would up his number. So it could be a good thing or a bad thing. So I can't wait to, to find out how that works. I think Edmonds, though, is a, is kind of a, I don't want to say specialty linebacker, but I think he thrives in the four two five type style of defense. I think he's a guy that's a, a sideline to sideline guy. He can cover, he can drop in Tampa too. Um, you know, so I think he's not a guy that just goes to any team and lines up and plays. I think he's a guy that has to fit. And I think it's more along the lines of that four two five type stuff. But going back to the Derrick Henry thing, I don't think the Bills and and you see a name like that, and right away, all of a sudden, oh. everybody, the fan base, just gets giddy about it. But I don't really believe that Derrick Henry fits what we do offensively. Um, I mean, I think we can know. make it fit. <laughs> right, but then again, I if, really you, do, make, if but... you make it fit, now, now, granted, you say that, but I don't believe we have the type of run blocking offensive line to do. Oh that no, we would. Him. We we don't have a offensive line. Period. At this point, we have no offensive. We have what two or three people returning, like that. You know, and only two of them are starters. So we we need a new offensive line. So regardless of what we do, whoever is back there, we need we need an offensive line. So I obviously just I find it intriguing. Yes, he's twenty nine years old. His contract's ten point five. Um, and if they do release him, they, they're going to, or trade him, excuse me, they're not going to release him. They're, they're looking to trade him. Um, if they do trade him, um, they have about a $10 million cap hit as well. Cause they avoid years on his contract. Um, so his dead cap is about 10, I think about 10 million, uh, for the Titans. So they might expect an, a nice return, even though it's a one year deal, wherever he's going, um, th- that's pretty much left. Um, you know, they might be, they might want, you know, a first or a second. And that's not, that's not worth it. That would, that would be crazy for a one-year deal. But it's not even just a first or second. Do they want the first round pick that we have at the number we have? But I also think that bringing in Derrick Henry changes this offense to where I know that he's run a bunch of gun, but I really think that Derrick Henry is more of a, you know, an old school, get your quarterback under center play action and those types of things. So I, I don't know. I don't think he fits well with the with what they do offensively. I think it would take away from Josh Allen um, and his effectiveness. But um, you never know. I mean, maybe they can go ahead and make it work and fit him in. But I would spend my money elsewhere because at $10 million, that's what Josh Jacobs just got for his franchise tag. And, right. and, and Tony Pollard both got 10 Yeah, know, $10 I mean, if we did it, though, obviously we would – like there's no way we would go for that trade without extending him and reworking his contract. So I, you know, I agree, but yes, I do think we would rework the contract to make it more, you know, favorable for, for us in the long run. But again, I don't think it is going to happen. I just hope he does not go to the name of the, the team that everyone has him going to right now is Miami. And I really don't want that because I don't want to face him twice a year. But do you think he fits in Miami? Um, again, Miami. Ha- I mean, Miami ha- has their their issues, but I think that you can. They don't have a pass first offense. I think they try to make themselves a pass first offense, and that's when they, you know, they screwed up last year. Um, but I think that a lot of people have him going there, so we'll see how it how it works out. But I just don't want him, or or you know, the Patriots as well i just don't want him in the the afc east whatsoever obviously yeah. he's not going to go the jets you know the jets have uh Brees hall and they're they're not going to change up from that so i don't i'm not worried about that at all so i could see him in pittsburgh 
But they have um. But he's not name? been. He's he hasn't been. He hasn't played to the level of his pick. Uh, what is it, Najee? Najee Harris. Yeah. Yeah, and they've actually had have put him on the bench some. So you know maybe he fits there. I, I you know that's the type of offense I've seen him going to. And I still think he fits great. I mean, what Tennessee wants to do, but obviously they don't want to pay the money. Yeah. Daryl just put, I'd rather have him than Bijan to one of those teams. Um, well, right now, people have Bijan falling. Um, and, and we'll get into the combine a little bit. Uh, they have the, most of the running backs kind of falling to the bottom half of the first round. So, uh he could be there at 27 for us. Um, and I, and I would, and I would be irate if we took him, I would not. He is the one person that I would not be irate about whatsoever as a running back. He is the only one in the first round I would take. I wouldn't take any of them in the first round. Um, that's just me. I mean, if we don't, and, and I'm pretty, I'm going to be pretty bullish on this draft for us and what we need to do and not do. Um, I think we have two glaring areas on this team that I'm sure we're going to get into some today. And then we'll come back on Thursday at our normal time and talk about the defense to combine. And I'm sure we'll fill in and talk about some more NFL news that's going on. But there's two areas on this team that we're, I'm bullish about, and we'll get into those in a little bit. Yeah. Well, let's dive into the combine then. Let's I have a let's pull it up. All right. Let me I'm going to go back to slide one. It started at slide five. All right. So all, everyone knows we don't need quarterbacks, but it's still fun to talk about. Um, Anthony Richardson balled out. All of his measurables were ridiculous. His uh, all of the um, the routes that they have them do, and you know the drills that they have them do. He had a couple of miscues, um, maybe one or two, um, but he definitely rose up everyone's draft boards at this point. Um, C.J. Stroud pretty much had a perfect um draft or perfect combine if you ask me um i still get very very nervous about bryce young um the way he talks like he's he sounds brilliant he sounds like he can read defenses like it's nothing his size just really really concerns me um, he did gain some weight. He, he entered the combine over 200 pounds, but he, he only did his measurements. He didn't do any of the drills or anything. Um, and then will Levi, he, he pretty much acted as what everyone thought. So I think he'll probably still be the fourth quarterback off the board. Um, but I still think we have all four go in the first round. And I think the the Anthony Richardson thing has thrown the has thrown a complete wrench into this whole thing, right? Because I think if you looked at him before the combine, I'm not sure if teams were sold that he was a first round or a you know a first day pick, a first round pick. And now you come in and you know you look at his his combine results. He has a he, he runs a four four three. Um, his vertical was forty point five, which is absolutely amazing, off the charts. A 10-9 broad jump, same thing. Those two, those two tests show his explosiveness. Um, you know, he's a guy that athletically is elite, right? Absolutely elite. And then you, but you then you go ahead and you turn around and you look at and you look at his numbers and those types of things, you know, strengths and stuff. Obviously, he's got elite size, elite elite athleticism and all that. But then you look at the inconsistency in the passing game, you know, you look at his timing. Uh, yeah. you know, he can his have accuracy is his biggest, yeah. His you know, accuracy, accuracy is his biggest 
Right. So yeah. it's just he is a unpolished just this this is a guy that if you bring him in, here's what you have to to me anyway, Sarah, you have to decide is his athleticism worth the risk and you bring him in and he is a guy in my opinion that sits. He they do what they did with Jalen Hurts in Philadelphia. They do what they've done with some of these other guys. They sit and they watch. And is this a guy that goes to, is this a Baltimore type thing? You go ahead and you give Lamar Jackson the one year, um, you, you give him the tag and bring him in to learn and then move on. I don't know. But what I, but what I think is, is this is a guy that has the elite athleticism, but needs to learn how to play the quarterback position a little bit better. But I think the way he is with these numbers and stuff, he's worth the risk. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right. Um, to me, I just wanted to, to point out Herndon Hooker. He he wasn't able to participate in the Combine. Um, I think he could have been a, a higher draft pick, but with his uh, ACL injury, he'll, he'll probably drop to, you know, somewhere in the second round, maybe even third, depending on um, the, you know, the quarterback needy teams that want to, you know, take a risk um, or again, have, have that possibility where he can sit for a year and, uh, you know, test the waters to see how, um, how it works out. Um, but I do want to uh, point out Dorian Thompson Robinson from UCLA, you know, if there was one person that no one really knew too much about coming into the combine that people were talking about at the end of the combine for quarterbacks, he, he definitely raised his stock. I didn't think he was, he would be drafted. And I definitely think now he is someone that would be in the late rounds. Um, kind of disappointments for me um, were a lot of the names that we hear a lot, you know, Bennett, Cunningham, um, Duggan, Badgent. Those were people that they didn't help their stock at all. Um, except I, I will say Bennett didn't have a great combine, but I think that he is one of those guys that he kind of got better as the day, as the days, the day went on, but he also seemed like he cared a little bit more as the day went on. So I felt like he was trying harder. Um, so he might be a late round pick that, you know, will be a, a backup somewhere. Um, I don't expect he will ever start, but he might be a career backup. Uh, let me ask you this. And I think this draft, Sarah, and it's, it's really interesting. I got a question 
to ask you your opinion on, but I think this draft just shows what is happening to the quarterback position in the NFL. Okay. What you're getting ready to get out of, out of college quarterbacks coming to the league. Um, when you look at all these quarterbacks and, you know, be concerned about his size. And you look at teams, the guy that is the day one starter type guy, elite type guy is Bryce Young. Um, he's getting, you know, he's the one that gets the accolades and all of that and has probably um, as many or the most question marks of any of these guys. And they um, still expect him to come off the board first. Right. I mean, do we, are we at a point now where this is, this is a, you know, we, like I said, I keep going back to Jalen Hurts and I, I would have to say Mahomes is a guy that probably started it possibly Lamar probably started it, but are, are we finally seeing, especially in our own team, because the Buffalo bills have done it with Josh Allen. Are we finally seeing NFL teams say, okay, we're not going to be hard headed. We're not going to run into a wall. We're finally going to embrace the college quarterback, the way he is the multi, you know, the multi weapon, the guy that can run, the guy that can throw the spread guy, the RPO guy. Are we finally to that case where, the NFL has embraced what these guys are bringing from, from the NCAA into the NFL. Yeah. I think that um, to a certain extent, I think that you can't, you can't just change your, unless you're, if you're willing to change your whole team and your whole offense, like offensive philosophy, then yes, that I think that that's where we might be. But at the same time, you know, Bryce Young's played with, six, five, six, 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 seven guys in front of him all throughout college that, you know, that's the one thing that I have to give him. He's at Alabama. He has, you know, pretty much you know, NFL caliber offensive lineman in front of him, NFL size um, lineman in front of him. And he hasn't, he hasn't struggled yet. So I will give him that, but I feel like his competition hasn't been the same. So even though they're in the SEC and everything, I still feel like once he gets into the NFL, you know, he's he's going to be on the very on the small side. How many times is he going to be able to take those hits before it starts affecting him? And he is going to take hits at the NFL level. It's just going to happen. So um, I just wanted to point out uh, Roy asked if I have the um, the RAS scores for any of these. And I do. Um, I can. I will post them on uh, Twitter. Um, for uh, for most of them, I you know have been going through it all. So I will. Um, some of my notes has it all in there. So I will post it. I I don't know. You know, and I I I don't know. I don't get I don't get hung up on the size thing like others do, and I don't get hung up on the the hits thing like others do. I mean, like, look at look at Carson Wentz. I mean, Carson Wentz is a huge quarterback, and he's basically washed, done. Um, couldn't take the couldn't take the 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 physical side of the NFL. I I mean, Thurman. I'm going to use Thurman Thomas as an example. Thurman was not a big back. Thurman played a long time in the league, and it and the smaller guys tend to be able to escape the big hit. That hit that just that devastating hit. That's where like Eddie George. Like, you know, you look at what's my, we just were talking about him. Uh, Derrick Henry, those types of guys take, I think, much more of a physical pounding than the smaller guys, the smaller skill guys. The smaller skill guys are able to get, they just don't take that big hit like those, like some of the bigger guys do. That's just my opinion. Yeah. 
All right. Well, speaking of running backs, let's go on to the running backs next. Um, so Bijan Robinson, actually, he he did as well as everyone expected him to. Solidified, in my opinion, solidified. You know, he'll be the the first um, running back off the board. Um, it was his forty time was a little slower than you know that most people expected. Um, but again, you know. 27, 28, 29, people still have him going in the first round. At one point, don't forget, they were saying top 10 running back. So, um, you know, most people think that he's, you know, equivalent to like a Saquon Barkley. Um, if that's the case, I would, you know, or McCaffrey, I would sign him all day, every day and draft him at 27. Um, again, we can disagree on it. It's okay. Um, well, no, that's, that's what it's, that's what it's about. I mean, that's what these, these things are about. The analysts about, I mean, we shouldn't agree on everything. Right. But, um, Jameer Gibbs, uh, pretty much on paper, you know, he, uh, he, he ran fast. He, he doesn't look all that great, but his, his tape is just ridiculous. So I have a feeling he will go, um, very soon after, um, Robinson. So as soon as Robinson's off the board, I think there'll be a, you know, pretty much a little bit of a run on, on running backs. Um, Tajay Spears, he's my, my crush from, uh, Tulane. I saw him in, um, at the <laughs> senior bowl. He was just ridiculous. Everything that they asked him to do, he was ridiculous. Um, and you know, he did just as well at the combine. He didn't run the 40. Um, he will do it as at his pro day, but he had, I think he has a hamstring injury or something, but he did all the drills and everything else. And, uh, he's, he's just absolutely ridiculous we don't need him he's he's too much you know like uh what we already have but um but yeah someone's gonna get a good running back there and probably you know late second early third round as well so they'll get a good value pick there um uh Devin from uh Texas A&M so he ran the fastest uh of all the running backs I think he was also the top four running backs ever so he won a ran a four three two forty um, he's very small. He's like five, eight. Um, the only one smaller is uh deuce spawn from, um, who's he? Kansas, Kansas state. Yeah. So, uh, deuce is like five, five <laughs> and they're, I mean, they're saying that he's, uh, they were, you know, he reminds, um, them of like a, a sprawls, but I mean, I, he did great at the combine, but five, five is just, he's just, such a little man. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to handle it. Um, but Evan Hall did what he was expected. He had a, he had a good uh, combine as well. My biggest surprise though was Chase Brown. I he was he was great at the Senior Bowl and he was great again at the combine. My only concern with him is how much wear and tear can he take? Because you know he's pretty much uh i think he's been a four-year starter if i'm if i'm correct on that i'm not positive but um you know he's he's played a lot so you know how much wear and tear can he take but um he has been you know everything that um i saw at the senior bowl translated to um to the combine and you know i'm sure it's going to continue so i think that he will rise up big time on the board 
And unfortunately, the person I have been touting for a while now, Roshan Johnson, had a very good combine as well. So before I was thinking late fourth, um, fifth round pick for him, but he, he's probably now more up in early fourth, maybe late third. Uh, Roshan had a great, uh, great combine. Um, bigger back. So he's going to be one of those. He's a more of a power back, but he has great hands and can still catch the ball. But his biggest thing is, um, and he talked about it again at the combine, he loves to block. So he, he, he actually likes to do that. So uh, he's still my, he's still my hope that we get him somewhere. Um, if we are going to draft a running back, obviously I would take B. John Robinson. I've already said that in a second, but if not, then I love Chase Brown and Roshan Johnson. Now Chase Brown's a lot, in my opinion, a lot like Cook. I think he's a little bit more refined than Cook, um, more of an every down type of back, but Roshan Johnson's going to be that power guy that I think we need more of a third down. He can come in and, um, you know, when Cook's not running. Um, running back wise, I think we're we're falling into the same the same category as the quarterbacks. I don't think you're going to have the huge, um, big power back anymore like you had in the past. Just like you're not going to have the the monstrous stand up six five just drop back type quarterback. Even though Josh has those that that size set, he runs it better than 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 most. Um, you know, running back wise, six foot, you know, six one. I think that's going to be your big backs to uh, two fifteen to two twenty, maybe. Um, a name to look out for since um, we'll we'll stay in the state of Texas for a hometown. Uh, what's what's with your love affair with Texas running backs? My goodness. <laughs> When's the who's the last who's the last good Texas running back in the NFL? Cedric Gosh. Benson. I have no clue. To if I thought of it off the top of my head, I have no clue. <laughs> I would. I, that's that. I, we've. I don't think there's been many as of late, but no. I mean, obviously, those two are very, very good. But no, look at look at Daenerys Prince. I'm going to throw my man out yeah. there from the University of he, Tulsa. Uh, he didn't have, in my opinion, he didn't have as great of a combine as he should have. Well, Daneric is a guy that ran a four four one, and he's a guy that is, um, as far as his athleticism score, he was the uh, number one quarter, the number one running back as far as an athleticism score is of eighty nine. So he did do some good stuff. He uh, he was uh, he was not as good in some other areas, maybe drill wise, but drills. Yeah, he's a guy that you can bring in. You can teach him the pro game a little bit. Maybe hide him on a practice squad. And uh, get some get some good snaps out of him as he gets some experience. But I, I'm not I I you know running back wise I looked a little bit. I'm not. I think we can find some, and I think the Bills have proven it with with the running backs they've had over the last two to three years, four years that you can find running backs without wasting 27th overall to get one. And I don't know if Bijan is that big of a is going to be star. I know that he's got a high ranking. I just don't. Uh, he's a year one starter. Yes, he should be, but I just don't see, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like doing that at that spot. I just really don't. I don't know, Jerry. I think that if, if we pass up on him, like we did on Brees at 20, like at 27, <clears throat> I just feel like um, we're going to regret it. I really do. Cause uh, I just, th- I feel like, you know, well, we, we say, we say to- we need a, a, you know, we say we need a actual starting caliber running back and, 
I just feel like if he falls to 27, we would be ridiculous not to take it. We're putting to me, we're putting the carpet for the horse. We have got to build our up front. We have to build our lines on both sides of the football. If and, people and, ask me, you know, people are asking me, like, what do you think he's gonna do to, to get the bills over the top? You know, whatever I, they gotta get better in both lines of scrimmage. Well, of course. And but I honestly think that when you look at the the offensive lines there's actually a lot more available in the mid rounds. So I don't think we're going to, we're going to lose out on some, some good quality um, offensive linemen in the second or third or fourth round. So, and, and a lot of the, the offensive linemen are actually projected now to go a little bit later. So you have your, you have your few that are, that we'll talk about soon that'll come off the board quick, but then the rest are more, um, you know, later days. So, We'll see how, how that works out. Let's move on to wide receivers. So I have it broken down as um, pretty much outside wide receivers, and then you got the um, the Z and the, the slot. So for the outside, obviously my favorite is still going to be Quentin Johnson. There is absolutely no way he will still be on the board at 27. So um, he's not going to he's not going to be there. Um, Cedric Tillman um, from from Tennessee. He's a intriguing prospect um, on the outside. He's just been so he, – he was hurt last year, um, spent like a whole month out, and then Hyatt kind of took over um, as what they viewed as their wide receiver one, basically, even though from, from the slot. But um, the Princeton guy, um, I'm going to kill his name, Iosivas, uh, he uh, – he was great at the the um, senior at the senior bowl, and he he did really really well also at the the combine. Um, but intriguing enough is a name that I actually didn't really know much about was Bryce Ford Wheaton. Um, he's from West Virginia. Guy is six foot four, two twenty one. He ran a four three eight forty. Um, mm. Ridiculous vertical jump, forty one inches. Um, the 10 yard split was a uh, 1.54, which was one of the fastest of um, of the the 10 yard splits. And then he actually was one of the only people who did a three cone drill in the shuttle. Um, so his three cone drill was a little bit higher than most people want. That most people want under a six a six point nine. He had a six point nine seven. I'm I'm still floored by the, the his size. They actually had him com- being compared to DK Metcalf um, based on the, the 40 time and, and um, in his height and weight and um, in his vertical jump. But I don't see him as obviously he's not as big of a specimen in my opinion, as DK Metcalf was, um, but he didn't, but he didn't do the bench press. So we, we can't, we can't compare those numbers, um, but he'll be, he was pretty much an unknown, but he probably worked out his way up into at least a late pick. Um, so, you know, definitely a day three pick, but, you know, anywhere, you know, between fourth and seventh round now, um, I see it happening. Xavier Hutchinson has been one of my guys that I have been touting. He actually didn't have, in my opinion, that great of a combine. He had um, a couple of great drills. Um, but his, his 40 time was a little lower than what he wanted. Um, his vertical was, um, 36 inches. Wasn't, you know, wasn't that high. Um, but he did do some, he did well on some of the, the passing drills, uh, the catching drills. Sorry. Um, the other person, Jonathan Mingo and Michael, uh, Wilson that I wanted to bring up, 
both of these guys just I, I just have to bring up the fact that they both bench pressed 22 and 23 reps respectively. DK Metcalf did 27. So just to go like no one, the, everyone else, there was two other people that hit 20. Everyone else was like 12, 13, 14 that actually did the bench press. Most people opted out of it. Um, so these are two guys that, you know, are intriguing. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, have been talking about Mingo and Wilson um, as more of a mid round, you know, uh, pick late third round, early fourth round. So they're in, they're intriguing. I like a guy who can, you know, maybe have a little bit more of that muscle that can uh, win those 50-50 balls. I like Quentin Johnson as well, but I don't I'm I'm not quite sure that there are there are many first round wide receivers this year. Um if you look at the NF if you if you look at the and and you have to take the combine for what it is, right? What what do they use the combine for? I think nowadays the combine is probably the bigger story is if they don't run fast or they don't jump high, or they don't do a lot of bench presses because everybody specially trains now for the combine. So it, it's almost like the Mike Mamula situation when the Eagles took him based off his combine numbers. The guy couldn't play dead in a cowboy movie. I mean, he was horrible. And he, and he, and he washed out after a couple of years. You know, the combine is used for a lot of things. One is to see if a guy's got work ethic. Is he coming in in shape? Is he ready to go? But I think also it validates film. You know, what do I see on film? If I look at the combine numbers and I'm like, okay, these these speeds and these, these strength levels and stuff to validate what I see on film, which is a great player, that, you know, you have that validation. You can cross-reference. Or if you have a guy that's not really productive, but then he goes and he has an unbelievable combine, well, where where's the problem here? Where Where's the, the miss? So it's a way to really evaluate. Um, a name that I don't think you talked about, and if you did, uh, please correct me, but – you know, right now the number one rated wide receiver on the board on NFL.com uh, is Jalen Hyatt. And, yeah, he's you know, he's a slot. He, they have him as a slot receiver, um, coming over to the NFL. So he's on the next slide. You know, okay. So you've got them. You've got X's and and Z's and all that separated. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. And uh, and basically, um, so Roy just asked, you know, are we looking for a slot receiver or a number two right a number two receiver? We're not going to know that until, number one, we get to, to free agency. We have to see what we're going to do, who we're going to re-sign. Um, right now, technically speaking, you know, we we have the ability to have Shakir kind of do both. He can he can fit in this uh, slot and he can fit in the outside. So um, technically speaking, we, we have our three wide receivers. If we want to keep Davis as number two, have Shakir um, in the slot and then have um, Diggs on the other side, but we want to get better. So <laughs> go ahead. We want to get better. I'm laughing because everybody was like Shakir, whatever. Shakir this, Shakir that. Shakir announced he's working out with E Molds, and now all of a sudden everybody's like, "Let's go!" <laughs> you know? Yeah. I just, no, that I have no, that has nothing to do with me. I, I think he has <laughs> promise. I, I, right. but I think that we want to get better. So right. I'm on board and, and Daryl put both I'm on board. I think we need to draft two wide receivers and I, I would like I to agree. have a boundary wide receiver and I would like to have a slot wide receiver um, hands down. And if they're, if, you know, we should be able to actually develop these guys to, to maintain and stay on this team and to actually make plays. So with that being said, I'll move over to, uh, to the next slide, which is um, the slot. See, now, think, go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, I was just going to say, no, um, there's a couple of people on this list that played both in college, um, but most people have them projected as slot receivers. So I have them on this list, um, which is, you know, uh, like Jordan Addison, he played both. Um, Zay Flowers played both. He thinks he can play both at the, the NFL level, but his size might not make that possible. Um, but yeah, so we have uh, Jordan Addison, Jalen Hyatt, uh, Jackson uh, Smith-Nigba, uh, Zay Flowers, Josh Downs. I was very, very, very harsh in critiquing Zay Flowers and Josh Downs um, for and, and Jalen Hyatt uh, for the – the last few months. Um, I will say that the more film I've watched, um, going back and, and looking at them, um, seeing some of their interviews, seeing them at the, the combine, um, I have changed my tune, um, for all three of them. Um, I still do not think Josh Downs is a, a first round wide receiver. I think he is still, um, a second round, uh, late second round um zay flowers some play some people have him all the way up as number one um they some people have him higher now than hyatt and addison and um johnson depending on what you know analysts you're you're looking at um i don't like zay flowers size but and obviously he didn't have a great quarterback throwing to him um at, at boston college but his production has been ridiculous. It's, you know, um, his numbers at the combine were, were great, um, for his, for his size. Uh, but Jalen Hyatt, I, I can't say enough at this point. He, le he legitimately raised his stock from possibly a second round to going into the first round. Um, I, I know a few minutes ago, you said you didn't see that there is a lot of, uh, first round, uh, talent this year. I agree that the wide receiver class is not the same as it was last year, but I do think that there is going to be four um, wide receivers off the board in the first round. Well, I think so just because of the limited number of them and people needing them. But I, I, you know, the way I look at our football team right now, i look at it as this. I think we have, I think we have outside guys. If we get an outside guy, there needs to have size. We have zero size outside. I think we need to have size. And, and I, I also think that we could do the same thing that the Chiefs have done and some of these other teams. And I think what the Chiefs have done is the same thing that the Patriots did through their run with Tom Brady. They really did a good job of going out and finding that experienced vet that doesn't command the salary that he used to and is able to play that role. I think we can get bigger outside. Is it through the draft or is it through free agency? I'm not sure. I think we have to get more dynamic in the slot. We've got to have guys that can we, – we don't – I think the reason why we morphed into such a vertical team at the end of the year was because we didn't have that dynamic slot guy. And the, and the front office validated it by bringing, you know, by bringing, by bringing Cole Beasley back yeah. to try to fit that role. Um, yeah. Steve you know, Lynn just – Steve Lynn just put uh, Jalen Hyatt as a boundary, not a slot. He's, he's slated as a, Z, as a Z receiver coming into the NFL. That's what they have him projected as. So um, that's that's why I have them on this on this there, uh, sheet. I think if you look at some of these teams, and there's like for instance, there's a guy that I watch play. His name's Tank Dell, okay, from Houston. Mm -hmm. Okay, why does Tank I think correlate to being such a, a guy that could really be a good slot for us? He plays that type of offense. 
you know, that home grin, that fast deal, cutting off routes, running slants, those types of things. I think a guy like that could make a lot of noise. A name that you have on the slide that I think is a very, very good football player that I think is going to be a day two guy that could be an absolute steal is Marvin Mims at Oklahoma. I love Marvin Mims. I think Marvin is a guy that can make plays. He's tough. I've seen him go across the middle, get lit up, gets back up, goes to the huddle. You know, Marvin is a guy that I think does does really good things. So I look at yeah. these the, these these names, you know, and you see a bunch of these players and guys that'll be on rosters and things like that. You know, you talked about Hutchinson earlier, but I I really believe we have got to get more elusive. We got to get more scat like, and when I say that, I mean quicker. We have got to get a guy that can run routes inside, and probably I think two of them that can play that slot and take some pressure off of Diggs and the outside receivers. And and do we get that big that big receiver in the draft? I don't know whether we do that or we go out and get a, a vet type guy. But yeah. I think we've really got to concentrate on quick playmakers in the slot. So uh, Jackson Smith Nigma, he was one of the only people uh, uh, to do the three cone drill. Um, which his number, uh, the, the four or five people he did it, the number was really, it's a 6.57. Um, he was the number one, uh, wide receiver to do that. Uh, that pretty much solidifies like your ability to like change directions, stuff like that. So they're saying that, that, that number right there for him probably solidified him as a, a first round. And then, um, Josh Downs was one of the only one, um, him and Jackson did, um, the, the shuttle drill, um, the, and, and Jackson did sub four. He was the only one that had a sub four, but, um, but Josh had a 4.29, which was also pretty decent. So not all the guys participated and the ones that do participate in everything kind of, um, I think if the, as long as they participated and, and did semi well, um, they, they upped their draft stock. I don't think, my opinion, I don't think Tank did that well at the Combine. Um, I, I wasn't as impressed with him. He was he was mentioned a lot at the Senior Bowl. I um, didn't I didn't think that he um, stood out as much. Um, you know, I think that his forty yard dash being a four four nine. You're right. It wasn't very good. His broad jump was a ten one. Um, obviously, he's gearing up for a uh senior day or what do they call them senior day type pro, uh, workout pro thing pro day i i'll be honest with you i the if i was a general manager sarah if i go to the combine the guys that participate the guys that do everything okay i put them a notch above everybody else that refuses to i really do i think it's that big of a deal if you're willing to go to the combine and compete because this is what this is all about I mean, this is about competition. This is competing. And that's what we, in our jobs, that's what you do every day. I mean, we compete, practice, games, you get you get critiqued, you watch yourself every day. And these guys going out and, and they participate. To me, they get an extra check. I mean, yeah. I want that so, type of guy on my team. So I, I'm not going to go back, but Evan Hall for the, the running backs, that's one thing that stood out to me about him is every time – he had the ball in his hand. He would go the whole distance to um, and and score a touchdown every single time That's he was doing deal. the drill, and yeah. it just showed. You know, it definitely brought our attention to him. So um, it just showed 
you know, that difference um, of where everyone else wasn't doing it. He put a lot more uh, yardage on it on his tracker than most other, right. <laughs> most and the other that's players. A big, and that's a big deal. That's a big thing. And I think those are the types of guys that stand out to me. I mean, you know, they go the extra, they go a little bit beyond what everybody expects. That's a, that's a good deal. Yeah. All right. And now we have uh, your favorite offensive lineman. Um, so to me, it's a little harder to, to evaluate based on the combine. I agree. I, I, agree. I, I, I feel like you have to watch the tape and everything else. Um, there were a couple people that I feel moved up. Um, Anthony Bradford. Um, and John Gaines, they both had really good um, combine uh, numbers, um, and a lot of the analysts were talking about them. So I got to to you know read up a little bit more, and I watched a little of their tape. Um, but Voorhees, I think, kind of slipped down a little bit, and I think Jared um, Jared Patterson might have slipped down a little bit as well. Um, the uh, Cody Mouch, uh, no Mock, it's Mock. I I. I'm I'm killing his name every time I say it. Um, you know, the guy, the the one with no teeth, no front teeth. Um, his his arm length, um, when they measured it, they pretty much said that he will definitely be project, um, projected as a guard um because it's only 32 and three eighths. So he uh won't make it as a tackle in the NFL. So they're pretty much saying he's um interior now. Um and then uh tackle and, and then oh for the other guard osiris torrance he's he's probably my favorite if he's there at 27 take him um he's ridiculous uh they they have him probably moving in um inside to uh to a guard he's massive so i don't know if that's necessary but um the the tackles um matthew bergeron from syracuse he did well at the senior bowl as well i think he's upped his stock um, before he was probably more of a later day three. Um, I think he's an early day three now. Um, Dewan Jones, you know, you have some people who think he didn't do a great job and some people who think that he did. He's 360 pounds. Like the guy ran a 40. Give him credit for running the 40. Right. <laughs> like, you know, like right. little things like that. Um, I think um, – he might have slipped a little bit because uh, I still think he needs to probably lose, um, you know, 15, 20 pounds. Um, but I still think he's a day two prospect. Blake um, Blake Freeland had probably one of the better combines. Um, and then uh, I, so I think he moved up. But day one, you're going to have Darnell Wright, Broderick James and Paris Johnson. They are going to come off the board extremely fast. And if they if they don't. We better. I, I know we don't really desperately need a tackle because we do have Brown. I know everyone has mixed feelings about Brown, but if if one of these three are there, we better take them. Um, now, uh, the which which one was it? I want to say Paris Paris Johnson. Yeah, it was Paris. I'm just looking at the my my notes. Um, his arm reach is over 36 inches, which is ridiculous so and that's kind of one of the metrics you can attest to that um that they look at a lot for the the linemen so um i figure you would have more of a comment uh about your opinion on where people are going to fall i you know i looked at guys and and where and you know 
watch the combine, different things like that. I don't think you can really predict really where people will fall as far as who falls in love with whoever. But if there ever was an offensive lineman for the city of Buffalo, um, I think Peter Skaronsky, the fine Polish, the fine Polish boy from Northwestern is probably that guy. I mean, he's the number one rated offensive lineman right now, had a great combine. He's got pedigree. His, his grandfather, Bob was a captain for the green Bay Packers under Vince Lombardi. Um, this is a guy that, that is is a complete player and he also can go inside you know also when i look at this and you talked about bergeron we'll talk a little bit about syracuse i think he upped the stock um he still has to get more physical i think he has to to get in the weight room a little more try to play more physical he's got some some technique flaws that probably make him go inside i like mock i think he he is what you get I don't think he's a, I, you know, you, you look at the no front teeth and the long red hair and everybody <laughs> makes, and everybody makes jokes, but I'll be honest with oh, you. Oh, he loves it. Yeah. He's what you get. I mean, he's, he, he shows up. Um, he's I'm, my hard. only nervous, my only nerves with him is that he's been playing for six years. So that's right. my only nerves with him. Um, but he joked about getting drafted and whether or not he'll, he'll fix his teeth or his front teeth or not, you know, and I had, um, Skorowski on my notes, but I don't have him on, uh, the, the slide. So I apologize, but yeah, I think, I mean, he's one of the number one rated, um, offensive linemen right now. So he'll be a day one. But the thing that I want to see out of the Bills when they go ahead and they and they draft, you talked about Voorhees. By the way, he he has a uh, he's the yeah, kid, the ACL injury at the combine. Yes. So yeah. if you remember, he was benching with in crutches, which is a big deal. I mean, he's competing. I want to see them not so much worry about uh, you know, and you want athletes obviously, but they need to get more physical up front. They've got to have an edge. They've got to have some physicality. When Spencer Brown is healthy, he's kind of that guy. He's that trend. He's he's a trendsetter as far as physical play. Um, I don't think he was healthy all last year, and I think he we're was, on the same page there. I, yeah. I like I am not as sold that we need a right tackle as much as we need a right guard. Right. Um, I, I feel like we should get a right guard first, and hopefully somebody that can move over into that center position. Right. Um. If you know, if needed. Uh, and to, so, and to, and to me, your right guard is is Avila from is from from TCU. If he's still there, yes. Um, I think he could definitely be off the board early on uh, day one as well. Some people are saying day two. If that's if that's possible, then that's that's awesome. I think that um the other uh the John, what's his name um John Michael Schmitz. Uh, he's a John Jacob he, Jingle Michael Schmitz. <laughs> John Michael Schmitz. Um, he's a. Uh, I saw him at the Senior Bowl, and he did very well. Um, he's intriguing as well. Again, a six-year starter. So, um, or six years. I don't think he started his first two, but he's been out there. Um, but he can play guard and center. So it's that's intriguing um, option there as well, uh, where he can definitely move inside more, um, especially at, you know as we come to see, you know, what ends up happening, um, with our offensive line, you know, to begin with and, and whether or not, you know, we can have everybody remain healthy. And, Sh and, and Schmitz is, Schmitz is the highest rated center on the board. Um, I believe as far as NFL.com goes, um, Osiris Torrance, your guy is highest rated guard on the board. 
Um, Broderick Jones just underneath uh, Skaronski. I think there's a ton of talent. You made the comment earlier, and I agree with you 1 million percent. There's going to be offensive line talent throughout this draft. There's a ton of it. There's not a ton of top 10. There's a ton of lower um, later in the first round, second round, third round, fourth round type guys. Um, so I think there's going to be a ton of value at that spot. What the Bills have to, what the Bills are going to have to figure out is, I think the biggest thing is, what are they going to do with Mitch Morse? Okay, mm-hmm. are they going to move Mitch Morse or are they going to bring him back? I think if you move Morse, maybe you go out and find another veteran that can play that spot, or you slide Bates over and let Bates play, and then I don't find think we can guards. move Morse. If we do anything, that would be release. Right. I don't. Yeah. And that's what I mean by move. I mean, gotcha. uh, us guys that, that are a little bit have PTSD from getting cut. We use terms <laughs> like we use terms like move gotcha. or things like that. You know, getting rid so, of kind of brings back bad memories. If you the if you the mafia it. cast asked, what do you think it would cost to move up high enough to nab Skaronsky? My opinion, it just depends on how everyone right. else falls, um, because there are enough first round. Um, I think enough first round talent that a couple are going to fall to us. Do you want to spend that that capital and move up in order to to grab somebody, or do you take what you get at twenty seven? Right. So that's also, what you kind of looking at. And you're also think about this. You're also we're 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 we're, we're cap strapped right now. If you pick the guy in the top five, you know, that number is higher than it is down at 27. And so, you know, you got to start thinking of cap considerations as well and things of that nature down the road and everything else. So I don't know. I don't think we have the capital to move up into the top five to take them um, because that's what it would need, in my opinion, is to get up into the top five. But I think there's other guys around that we could take at 27. Um, and, And to be honest with you, there's probably another room on that football team that needs to go at 27 and we'll talk about it Thursday. Um, and we'll, you know, that's cause that's kind of where, even though I think we need a ton of, we want to build that line. We want to get that attitude. We got a good core. Um, I still think that we have to, uh, we've really got to look at maybe bolstering another, another room in the uh, facility. And it has to do with uh, a position where we might be losing two all pros. Yeah. Yeah. We, we definitely will look at safeties. I think that there's a couple of good, second round and third round safeties out there, um, which uh, we'll definitely take. Well, I think that we're okay at corner. I do. Um, If we keep white, I mean, obviously there's, you know, uh, you know, a lot of joking uh, rumblings about, you know, whether or not we, we trade white. Um, I don't think that that's going to happen, but there is a possibility that, you know, that we make some, some changes, but I think, we could, I think if we're going to get a corner, um, you know, I, it would be through, uh, through free agency and not through the draft, unless we do something late for, for depth. I think that, um, we're, you know, looking at white starting obviously. And, um, in my opinion, there's, you know, we went and got a first, we have Elam from the first round last year. There's no right. reason why we need another first round. Well, corner. there's a lot of teams out there that no matter what, they take corner first all the time. And if you look at the Bills throughout history, they've been a lot of cornerback first-round picks. But you brought this up before, and I think this is something I I don't know, I, I kind of look at. Our fan base was, was adamant. This was a Super Bowl or bust team this year, right? Now look at I this draft. Now look at this draft and how many – this could – 27 could go anywhere. I mean, we have that many holes, and it's not like 
we got a lot of stuff we got to yeah. fix. And so maybe we overshot the target a little bit and, and jumped to conclusions. And, you know, maybe we weren't quite that team that we thought and we're close and with, with proper cap management and free agent signings and draft picks, we could get there. But, you know, that's the thing about this. I don't know what Bean's going to do. We've got, we've got a lot of holes to fix. We've got a lot of neat areas. Yeah. Well, guys, I did not do uh, tight ends. I'm sorry. I realized it right at the, right at the time we were going live. Um, if you guys have not checked out Washington's catch, please check it out from uh, from Georgia. He was ridiculous. I think Mallory did up his stock um, from, from UM and Laporta did too. Um, so check out I I, put, I posted uh, Washington's catch on my Twitter feed, so check it out. It was ridiculous, one-handed. And this is a guy they say doesn't catch the football. He's a blocking tight end. So um, it was definitely a, a great catch. But um, everyone stay tuned. Uh, at 9 o'clock, we have intentional grounding uh, with Sterling coming up. Sterling's for the girls coming up next. <laughs> so, uh, Jerry, do you want to take us out? And don't yep, forget we'll, to check us out on Thursday, too. Yep, check us out on Thursday. We'll be back on our normal time, uh, 9 Eastern, 8 Central. Smash the like button, subscribe. Uh, we'll have a rebrand soon. We'll talk about it. Uh, Sarah, well done. Great job putting that information together. We'll have more for you on Thursday, talking about the combine and the upcoming draft. And uh, as always, one love and go Bills. We'll see you Thursday. Go Bills.